Welcome to Keep Going, a podcast about failure and success, hosted by John Biggs. Every week, we talk to an amazing person about a time they failed and what they learned. And remember, when you're going through hell, keep going. Welcome back to Keep Going, a podcast about success and failure. Today on the show, I have Elston Brett. He's the founder of Tiny Host. Uh, welcome to the show, Elston. Thanks for having me, John. It's great to be here to talk about failures. <laughs> so, so tell me about Tiny Host. Tell me about. I think I think we uh, we we talked about this before a long time back, right? Yeah. So, so Tiny Host is um, essentially just the simplest way to share your work online. That's our strap plan. So it started off as a very simple drag and drop HTML kind of uploading tool. So if you wanted to, you know, get a HTML or web project online, it's actually, you know, quite difficult. You have to go through a lot of steps or configure, configure things out through like GitHub pages, et cetera. There's, there's a lot of options out there, but it wasn't anything super, super simple. So I set out with the task of just automating things in the cloud and just make, making, um, you know, hosting as accessible for non-technical people as possible. Um, and that's what we are. And, and we've kind of expanded out that through kind of you know, PDFs right now. Um, so yeah, we're, we're very kind of, um, big on the making hosting accessible for everybody. Um, and we've, you know, we've got around 700 customers globally now and, and growing pretty well. Mm -hmm. And how, how long have you been working on this thing? It was a side project for a few years. Um, so we launched around the end of 2019, um, and I'm now full time on it. So yeah, it's, it's around two, three years old. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very cool. All right. So why don't you tell us some of the, uh, I, I can't imagine that it was a, uh, it was oh, a no, long, a long, happy and exciting experience. What, what, what did you have to deal with? Yeah. I mean, I, I'd like to go back to just previous fail projects. I think that that really got me here. Um, mm -hmm. and I think, uh, that kind of made me think about the decisions in building this, but I guess we, we can go back to being fresh out of university. Um, and one of my first projects I built was it was a social planning app. Um, and, uh, at that point, I think the social network film came out and I looked at it and I was like, this, this looks really easy. Like to build like a big company. Um, the film makes it look, uh, you know, very dramatized. So how hard can it be? Um, and we kind of were a bit naive in terms of the world problems out there. Um, and I, I you know, I still think it's a, it's an interesting problem to fix, but we built a, a social planning app that basically helped people meet up. So, you know, if you wanted to meet up for drinks um, or dinner, mm. um, and it came from the issues of you know coming out of university where you're super social, but then you're in, in the work life, um, and it was a bit more difficult with schedules. Um, and we literally made every single um, textbook kind of mistake there, um, even though everyone around me kind of you know said things, and you, you could read everything online, like in the lean startup, etc. So we we took about six months before we actually shipped our app. Um, we built um, an Android and iOS app natively. Um, we had a large co-founding team um, of about five or six people. Basically, you know, majority of them didn't do much, mainly because every time I told someone I was building an app, my friends were like, uh, can I help? And I said, sure. And eventually we just had a lot of people on the team. Mm -hmm. um, and then we had... Um, yeah, we th I think we knew what product market fit was, and we kind of assumed we 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 basically we knew everything about it. So we very rigid in our idea of what the product should be, and we basically said like we're gonna you know get this done in six months. We're gonna ship it. We're gonna get hundreds of users, thousands of users, and it's all gonna be great. 
But what happened is you ship it, we put all this effort into it, um, fine tuning a launch and nobody downloads it on the first mm -hmm. And we had no revenue model. Um, and so we, then we were frantically trying to figure out like, you know, how do we get users and this kind of thing. And there were lots of issues with it. I mean, systematically it's a social app. Um, there were basically people, there was always one ringleader that basically, um, you know, downloaded the app, saw a problem in it, but trying to get other people onto the app, um, was, was, was always difficult. So we, we got some relative success. I think we got around 5,000 downloads eventually in the grand scheme of things. This is really early on, um, in the app kind of phase where people still downloading apps. Um, but yeah, it, it basically just fizzled out after a while, but it was about like, you know, one to two year part-time hard, hard on less than that. This was not going to go anywhere. Um, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, luckily I was still full-time employed at that point. And then, um, another opportunity came up with another co-founder of mine, um, from that app, um, where we built software for the legal industry. Um, and that kind of, I learned a little more from the lessons in the sense that this was B2B rather than B2C. So I, I thought like, this is going to scale really easily. Um, you know, it's going to be way easier to have. We had a, a customer basically, well, we had a customer who would you know, want to build with us. So we had a really good, you know, test. It was a re really valid business use case. So we want, you know, shooting kind of, you know, blanks in the air, trying to figure out what, what to build. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, kind of started working on the side and I went full time on it. Um, and it was a really cool technical experience. We, I, I built a team of like 14 developers with kind of some investment there was there, um, built a really good product, but then we just couldn't grow it. Um, and that was really difficult, but, uh, we just weren't doing any marketing. I mean, it was both, both co-founders were, were basically technical. Um, and, uh, we just had a lack of product direction as well. So. I think we were building a tool, which is really good for this one company, but we didn't really know what, you know, the industry essentially kind of needed. And it was a tough industry, but the biggest thing was just like how long B2B sales take. Mm -hmm. um, the sales cycles are easily nine months on average, and we, we didn't have a pipeline or it's anyone in sales. We were just building this tool. And it was always kind of this carrot on the stick. Like we need to add this more, this other feature than this feature. This company was this feature. Um, and then we'll be successful. Then, you know, we start rolling in. Um, but it was never that kind of case. Um, and, uh, there were a lot of learnings from that. I think the big thing was that, you know, I, I became personally confident to build anything. I realized that, um, you know, I could really build a platform, a SaaS platform and also manage 14, you know, the team of developers, which was really nice to see. So, you know, after a year, the kind of the revenue wasn't really anywhere near me warranting a full-time continued being full-time on it. So mm -hmm. I left and my co-founders kind of really continue that. Um, and then I was basically looking for what I want to do next. Um, and I decided to just go a bit more solo on everything. Um, and I did, I did a small app in between tiny, which was basically a running app. Um, it's called run more and it's based on the couch to 5k program. I'm not sure, um, if sure, sure. you've heard of that program. Yeah. And the apps back there were just very, you know, dated. The UI is very complex. Um, and I was always interested in design. Um, you know, making things look great. I was, I'm a front end engineer essentially. So I had a really good skill set. Um, so I, I, I decided to just build a better version of it. Cause I was also trying to run at that point. Um, and, uh, my strategy became taking something that already works as a validated industry, um, but making it better, beautifying it and simplifying it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just me solo project. I decided to go by myself on it. Um, and I, and I built it and 
it was the first time I started to make you know money online. Um, we got featured on the Google Play Store uh, by Google. Um, it got a lot of praise. Um, actually, had the revenue model, which is simple, but you know, just like buy a very cheap subscription. Um, and that was like a really cool experience to see that I could do that myself. Um, and then, but but I think I still lacked like the marketing, you know, knowledge of how to retake it. It kind of plateaued in kind of its growth. It still does, you know, generate some revenue in the in the background every month, even though I haven't touched it in years, uh, which is cool to see. It's on the stores, but. Um, so I was really interested in SaaS um, and the, the indie hacker community. Um, and uh, what happened is about three years, I wanted to get into the SaaS kind of area. And I basically, um, you know, set up static hosting for other companies in the past. And I said to myself, okay, look, I'm going to give myself one month to really build something out there. It's going to be super, super basic part-time. I'm going to build it. And I'm going to ship it and I'm going to learn as much as I can about how to market this product and grow it. I'm really not going to focus on development as much. This uh-huh. is going to be like a marketing exercise. Um, and so I shipped it and um, I spent the next few months like uh, just, you know, banging my head against walls, trying to learn marketing, trying to figure out what's going to, what's working, what's not working, trying everything in the book, which is essentially what you need to do really early on. Um, and uh, I, figured, I figured out that, you know, SEO really helped it to grow organically and that was the key kind of growth driver through you know friends like um out of kind of you know indie london community um you know really gave some really good advice um and since then um yeah it's, it's grown really really well it's, it's taken taken uh, you know a while but um, i've kind of figured out like in my head how marketing really works for SaaS, and you're in this mindset where you you know how things and so Ironically, like the app hasn't changed a bunch in the past, you know, two, three years, but um, we rank really high for things like upload PDF or upload HTML file. Hmm. Um, and we have thousands of, we had like 50,000 visitors last month, basically, um, coming to our platform. So that's been really cool to see. And it kind of also, yeah, it culminates all the learnings in the past. I, I didn't have a co-founder this time. I focused on marketing, um, had a very clear revenue kind of model. Um, it's just subscription um and also um yeah kind of was very strict that kind of development but also i I took something again that was very complicated and made it simpler i beautified it um it's super simple to use and i've really been um astonished by like the people that have used the platform and found it um accessible so uh yeah we're really making a dent in this like um hosting market for non technical users which is really cool but, yeah it's yeah. Inter- interesting you went through you will, so it sounds like would you argue that you basically failed like four times three times before you got to oh, this yeah. point 100 percent. yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent. what do you think was what do you think happened between that uh, the the current situation and the and the previous and the previous failure like the i, I think i it's guess just... even internally like uh, from a mental standpoint yeah i think it it was it was like the um, internalization of, okay, like, you know, these things that people are telling you about, you read around um, are actually true. Um, mm-hmm. Things you read in the Lean Startup. And it's really weird. Like I see also new founders now who are, you know, building things for six months and, you know, really passionate about it. And I made exact, making the exact same mistakes that I have. But um, you kind of need to internalize those mistakes. And I think it was, it's basically just seeing it for yourself, right? It's, you can, as an entrepreneur, you can be really, um, 
you know arrogant sometimes but just stubborn as well right like mm-hmm. i know i know this i know the best i know the product market i know what this idea is going to be great but until you actually get to the real world and you know put it out there and, and experience those issues firsthand is when you um really realize you know what's going on so i think um seeing it first time and also just being tired of like you know launching things and not really getting anywhere with it um so like i i'm, I'm a developer i can build a lot of stuff but again I, it, it's just very demotivating when you when you build something you spend a lot of time in it you put all the effort into it and no one uses it and it doesn't really get anywhere right call it mm-hmm. the elephant graveyard or something that's so for me it was just getting to a point where um i i just wanted to build something and get people to use it right so it was very different to the past where I'd spent so much time on a product. It was for now, it's just like putting something out really simple and just getting driven by you know, traffic and users and um, being, being a lazy developer, really. I think that makes really good entrepreneurs because you do what's important and efficient as opposed to, you know, um, really spending a lot of time on, on unnecessary things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm interested, but the uh, like, what are some of the things that you spend your time on now? So, I mean, like we've all, we've all kind of built stuff, obviously that's like, or maybe we haven't just, we built yeah. stuff that just doesn't work. Right. Uh, what is the, if you have something out in the world, what are the first steps that you would recommend for just like the, the average technical entrepreneur to follow, to get, uh, to get into that, that mindset and to get into the selling mindset, I guess. Yeah, I, I really think it's my my kind of phrase I use is is marketing is basically like sprinkling seeds all over the internet and then waiting to see you know what will grow and then mm-hmm. doubling down and watering the ones the plants that really do grow. Um, and so if you have a product, it's number one is really hard to figure out you know if it's if it's a valid you know product or not and for for the market. But I think. That should kind of be slightly ignored for marketing. You don't know unless you've got enough eyes on the product. Um, so really try everything. So we tried, you know, Reddit was a really good place, for, I think, for early entrepreneurs. Um, obviously, don't spam, but be honest and, you know, trying to get users. And there's a lot of people that are really interested in just giving feedback on there. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube videos, content marketing, um, you know, sharing it with communities. So each product lends itself to a different kind of marketing channel productivity tools usually are better at seo if it's a web app obviously if it's a, if, if it's an app on the app store there's different marketing things there um, but you kind of need to figure out that one key driver growth driver at the beginning and that's really going to get you from like zero to 100 customers and and hopefully a lot more basically if you find the right one mm-hmm. um, which is which is really important so i think really focusing on that is is important but also not being too rigid like I was in the early days with the social planning. Like if I was very rigid on tiny host, it would still be a static web host. But there are tons out there. I didn't do enough market research, but I realized later on there are tons out there. And people always comparing me to other people like, you know, Vercel or Netlify. Um, but then I started to see this whole new, you know, side of users and demographics users who never compared. They just were so happy to see something so simple. Um, and so we slowly repositioned the product to, to them. The messaging uh, was changed. And I think there's something really to be said about repositioning your product, marketing in a slightly different way that, rather than rebuilding it. Um, but you have to be really you know, flexible, malleable, and open to you know, getting you know, feedback from your product. So 
I basically oversaw every single early days, like every single you know, link that was uploaded and was kind of very introspectively figuring out like, what are they doing with it? Like what type of background are they trying to speak to your users, et cetera. Well, you know, what people have kind of says always say to do, um, but taking very analytical approach and then, you know, fine tuning your product into that direction. Um, so really like that, keeping yourself super flexible in terms of what it could be. Um, we deliberately did built it with, you know, it's very little features to really just see what people just threw it out there and said, mm -hmm. well, use it basically to see what people would do with it. And then you kind of get in, you home into a direction and also just marketing it. Yeah. So like really trying everything that you possibly could do from, from launch to like, you know, SEO success, it took us about a year. I mean, it was part-time, but it, it was a year before we figured out and really got organic traffic. And a mm -hmm. lot of, you know, people would say this is. Uh, too long um they would kill the project in time and it really depends on you know your personal you know ambition etc and what what strategy you want to go for but um but yeah if i killed it six months earlier we wouldn't be here which is a very you know reputable kind of company doing a lot of good things in the space yeah i guess it's the i guess it's the question when do you when do you figure out how do you know how do you know when it's time to pull the plug and in many cases yeah. you never know right yeah and uh, I see a few strategies where, you know, people, you know, go through building like five different products and then, you know, launch it. I, I would never personally do that. I, I just work for other people um, and because I think it's just, you know, tiring, like splitting your efforts across five different kind of, you know, pies. Each of them need marketing. Each of them really need a lot of effort and, and growth. Um, but then I think it's also about like how, how much you care about the problem, um, you know, getting that like little like boost off traffic every now and then really you know gets you places so uh -huh. like through the year it wasn't like we had no users we were getting drips of users then we'd put it on product kind for example get another bunch of users and then certain things would come up and at that kind of point it would be um you, you get some you know get a really big adrenaline rush right so trying to optimize for those little bursts of like um you know validation really really keeps you going through that uh -huh. um if I think it would have been obvious if, you know, through an entire year, nobody ever used it and, you know, completed like, you know, some of specific onboarding kind of, you know, points that we, we, we consider successes. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's not easy. And I think that's what, you know, makes businesses hard sometimes. And yeah, it's, you, it's kind of, there's, there's, a, there's an element of luck and magic and, you know, intuition all mm -hmm. mixed in together. All right. Very cool. So luck and magic is the, uh, is the key to, uh, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's not it's not yeah it's not a it's not very it's not very heartening but i think it's uh i think it's accurate yeah all right elston thank you for joining us on keep going this has been a pretty good uh pretty good look at at what it takes to get stuff done essentially right yeah no worries thanks thanks for having me and uh, i hope um my, my stories can teach a lot of people as well all right so this has been keep going a podcast about failure and success i'm john biggs we'll see you next week Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Keep Going. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening. And remember, when you're going through hell, keep going.